One problem facing people at many levels of business is how to make time for a work life and a personal life. Do you find that one seems to keep getting in the way of the other? This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Even if you're not involved in the business world, you'll have a lot to gain by tuning in to today's show. Now, here is your host, Rick Morris. And welcome to another edition of the Work-Life Balance on this Friday afternoon. And as I teased last week, this is a super special edition. And so I'm going to forego my normal opening comments and just get right to our guest because her time is so valuable. We're so excited to have her with us. Um, she first launched her perfume company, The Seven Virtues, in her garage, armed with only a dream to help war-ridden nations rebuild. Just eight years later, it is now an award-winning social enterprise, supporting suppliers in countries such as Afghanistan, Haiti, and the Middle East, and the first and only Canadian brand to be sold through Sephora's clean at Sephora fragrance space across North America. Through her inspiring entrepreneurial story, she shares powerful messages of triumphing over adversity and empowers her audiences to embrace their inner disruptor. A newsmaker, she was the first known to millions of Canadians when she landed a venture capital deal on CBC's hit show, Dragon's Den, that's the shark tank to us Americans, and she was the first woman from Atlantic Canada to do so. She went on to become the top game changer in the history of the popular reality show for creating her social enterprise. Since then, she has created hyperallergenic fragrance collections that have been celebrated in major media outlets around the world, including Vogue, Elle, Canada, uh, Fast Company, Forbes, The Cut, and uh, Women's, uh, there we go, Women's Wear Daily, The Globe, and Mail, as well as CBC, CNN, Bloomberg, and more. She's been named as one of Canada's top 100 most powerful women by WXN, won the Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award in the Emerging, in the Emerging Entrepreneur category of Atlantic Canada, was ranked as one of the Profit Guys Magazine top 30 cool and fabulous Canadian entrepreneurs. And, and trust me, she is very cool and very fabulous. And was also made the first female honorary colonel in the history of the 14-wing Greenwood Base, Royal Canadian Air Force, completing her term in 2015. She's also the author of a best-selling book, The Seven Virtues of a Philosopher Queen. Now it's in, in its eighth edition and the subject of a feature-length award-winning documentary, Perfume War. Uh, directed by Michael Melsky. So let's bring her onto the show, the great, wonderful, fabulous, and somebody that's very dear to me, Barb Stegman. How are you, Barb? I'm great, Rick. How are you? See, that was a mouthful. I normally do like five, six minutes of like, you know, coming in, <laughs> what happened over the week, but you know, I needed all the time to get your bio out. <laughs> so great. Thank so, you. So you just came back from a really, we were talking a little bit pre-show, but you just came back from a really, really cool trip. Talk to us about that. Yeah, I was in Puerto Rico helping with the uh, Clinton Global Initiative Rebuilding uh, Conference, and I moderated the panel uh, on how to expand markets to Caribbean artisans, because often that's, I mean, it's a $34 billion industry, uh, and yet there is lag behind because you're dealing with earthquakes, hurricanes, all kinds of disasters, and, and, and of course, the man-made disasters like corruption and those things that really keep countries like Haiti as the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. How do you find solutions? And it was uh, it was just very special when I moderated the panel and met uh, a woman who uh, is supporting uh, Haitian artisans. And, and we had this great conversation about ending corruption and, and really serving our neighbors. And I said, you know, you should really run for office. And she said, you know, I've been asked. She was asked by Oprah. She was asked by President Clinton. 
in that moment, that was it. She said, you know, you're right. It's time. I thought, oh, my God. <laughs> and she said, I need to see the president. I said, you know, I'm going to go meet him. Come with me. And that was it. They met. And she's going to run for office. And I, I just feel like there's hope in the universe when, when brave people step forward and say, enough's enough. We will not allow our neighbors to live in such poverty. And we hear the cries for help of our neighbors and we serve them. And I really feel like my life's work, all the things we do, really began that day. That's where it all starts. That's where the kickoff is, because now we make big sweeping change. Because ultimately, when you have corruption and harm out there, uh, it hurts our troops, our brave soldiers that go in to try to fix these messes. It, 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 it hurts business, uh, it hurts families, and it's not acceptable. And uh, it, it's kind of my burning obsession. And so to meet someone who cares that deeply uh, and is really willing to go and take the action, it was, uh, it was history in the making in my mind. Um, and so it's, it's a beautiful world when you see that kind of hope, you know? And that's one of the big things I remember in our conversations that we've had previous is, is just your really fight against corruption. But before we get into that, talk a little bit about, just introduce the audience, how did you create Seven Virtues, some of the steps that you took with your own government in order to create this social enterprise? Yeah, you know, my, we had a tragedy. It's all about finding beauty in our suffering and the lesson and why things are sent to us. Uh, and it was when my best friend was severely wounded in Afghanistan. He was uh, serving in the army. And he was sitting in a peaceful shura. He was discussing how to bring clean drinking water and health care to the families of the village. And uh, a man who didn't want to see his community have free thought or free will put a Taliban axe through my best friend's head. And, you know, he went on a healing journey. I made a lot of promises to him in the hospital. I promised him I'd take on his mission of peace. And then I realized I didn't have a way. You know, I'm not a brave soldier. I'm not a world leader. So uh, I wrote a book, The Seven Virtues of a Philosopher Queen, to empower my sisters to run for office, launch companies, and bullying. And now it's wonderful. Both men and women read it. And uh, just to give courage to people. And then I brought the thesis to life. I read about this man in Afghanistan who was growing legal orange blossom and rose to get the farmers off the illegal poppy. And the Taliban knocked over his distillery as well. And I thought, that's it. Um, my best friend's mission will not be in vain and we will help these farmers and that's how we started I met with my Canadian government and, and asked them to help me find Abdullah and they connected with me with him and the, the NGO that proved if you paid $8,000 for a liter of orange blossom oil you could get farmers off the illegal poppy crop pay them twice the income and keep their daughters out of the drug lord's harm and uh, there's just so many benefits to doing ethical trade uh, so that families have dignity and jobs and they're not illiterate and they and they can remain in their communities and love their families and honor one another. And, and, but they need jobs and poverty. You know, I was raised in humble roots and poverty. And, and I think that, you know, a person can be pimped as easily as they can be mentored, whoever looks in your eyes first. And it's really crucial that we're looking in people's eyes first and believing in them and having faith in them and empowering their parents too with meaningful work and dignity. And that's been the missing piece. You know, this business cavalry is, is the solution we can't keep expecting our brave troops to do all the heavy lifting. And where are we as citizens to, to bring that business cavalry? So that's my mission is to ignite that business cavalry to come and do trade with families. And, and while doing that in nations, working with Rwanda, working with Haiti, Afghanistan, these different countries, is where I started observing this corruption and realized this is really the bigger problem. And now that we see it, 
how do we talk about it? How do we take action? And so I've been talking about it <laughs> for 10 years. And so this past week to finally, finally feel heard was, uh, was a very, very rewarding. And, um, uh, I uh, just, I have so much faith in the world again. It's, uh, it's really beautiful to see brave people step up. It's not going to be an easy journey for her, but uh, I, I feel like she's not alone and we're going to lift her and be there with her and, and uh, you know, just have faith. And so it, it wasn't very easy for you either to kind of get off the ground. Like nobody would really believe in your vision. Your own government <laughs> wasn't really helping you. How did you overcome that? Well, my government was good to me, but I didn't really, that wasn't really the issue. Really, the issue was my own community. Uh, you know, it was made fun of. We have a tabloid that mocked me and, uh, you know, banks wouldn't give me a loan. Uh, there were some friends that didn't believe in it, that sort of thing. And, and I, I just had to, you know, really connect with the fact that we all have gifts and we were given gifts that no one else has. And it's not our right to keep them to ourselves and, 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 and to be brave and, and to, to share my service uh, on this earth. And I, I proceeded regardless. I put it on my visa card. I launched it on my garage, you know, and uh, it worked. And I believe that when you, when you follow your instincts and you do what's right, regardless of what people are saying, and you really drive it with your mission and your service to others and your responsibility, everything will always work out. It may not seem like it at first, but it will. And there we were within eight weeks. We were on the front page of the Globe and Mail, which is our big national paper, Toronto Star. And then on Dragon's Den a couple of weeks after that, hit my break-even analysis in the first six weeks. Uh, it, it really was a, an ex exceptional example of really a faith-driven idea uh, of, of doing the right thing, even though it wasn't popular. And now it's really popular. <laughs> so, you know, our time has come, I guess. You know, I, I wasn't cool. I was doing it before. It was cool. But I was doing it because it's the right thing to do. Well, and I think that's the big thing, right? Everybody now is starting to think about how to get into social enterprise, which is which is basically mm -hmm. taking an, an existing company and trying to, to stave off their their 10% or whatever to, to make them feel better that they're doing something for social enterprise versus, you know, building the, the from the roots, from the ground up. And really, right. you know, building a business that's truly supporting it. It's not just about giving money to this this organization. It's about uh, infusing them into your infrastructure where everybody grows. That's right. That's right. It's not about charity. It's about dignity and jobs, and and it's really about it being in the DNA. It's the why. You know, it's the why you do it, not the halo after. And what's refreshing is, you know, the generation of the millennials, the largest demographic on the planet and now Gen Z coming up both my children uh, fall into those demographics and and they own the buying power now they are they are the future and uh, you know when you look at that it gives me great faith that you know we're on the right path because nine out of ten Millennials will switch brands for one with a cause and we have a cause and so they can sniff something if it's not the real deal and that's really good. I think it's, I think they keep us honest and they are looking for the real thing and they're, they're really critical and that's good, you know, they're, but, but, but they also need to know it's about taking action. We can't become armchair critics. We can't sit back and just complain about things. We can't just get on Instagram and moan about something. We can't just march. <laughs> we actually have to take action and find solutions. And that's, really important and where our generation comes in i'm gen x boomers above me is where we have to step in and be proper role models and examples 
so that these young people also know it's about action. It's about service. It's not about lip service. Well, and I think we're going to get into some of those actions that you've been taking as well as what future actions are coming your way. But we're going to take a break right here. You're listening to Rick Morris on the Work-Life Balance. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back to this edition of the Work-Life Balance. We're visiting with Barb Stegman. She's the founder, creator of Seven Virtues uh, Perfumes, which you can find in all the Sephora's and one, it's Macy's as well, right, Barb? Macy's? Uh, no, it's an exclusive Sephora, but we're launching on uh, QVC, the shopping channel in April. Oh, wow. Look at you. Yeah, so let's so let's get into that, exciting. right? Let's get into the action side. So you had this divine inspiration. Mm. You, you saw this guy doing mm-hmm. you know, orange blossoms, and, and you, you, you get this idea. Talk us through how you went from that idea to, to building Seven Virtues. Right. So, you know, I bought what little oil, orange blossom oil he had on my Visa card, of course, because the banks wouldn't give me a loan. Uh, it was such a foreign concept. And then I went about <laughs> trying to find a perfumer, right? Like find a perfumer, find someone to take my vision of sharing the notion of, of transporting people to Afghanistan and showing the beauty of the good people. You know, we only hear the negative. The media only shares the negative. We really need to, you know, we, I think destruction is so boring and unimaginative. I think we should give them no energy, those who destroy, and only give energy to those who rebuild. That's exciting, right? So Actually, you know, I, right, I, there, he, right there, Barb, not to interrupt yeah. you, but one of my favorite lines from a play called Rent is is yeah. the they say the op uh, the op opposite of war isn't um, peace, the opposite opposite of destruction is creation. Exactly, loved it. It yeah. takes no imagination to destroy. It takes no creativity, but rebuilding that's exciting. And I joke that my my real job is to make rebuilding sexier than destruction. That's my real job, and I just do it through perfume. 
and we're going to shine light on those brave We're going to smell good while we do it. <laughs> Damn right we are. And, uh, you know, and so, so it's interesting. And it was, it was, so now you got to do the work, right? You got this great idea. Um, and, and to me, the saddest thing is when someone has a great idea and they don't execute, got to take action. So uh, I started looking for a perfumer, one that could help me convey the, the beautiful transport them to the beauty of Afghanistan long before the Taliban came in. And we had, you know, women were journalists. They didn't have to cover their faces. They were, they were, they were off teaching. Uh, little girls were allowed to read. Uh, you know, all these wonderful things were just very normal life. Uh, and I wanted to transport people back to that time through the power of scent. And uh, I found a perfumer. I communicated my vision. She helped me design it. She believed in the mission. And uh, we launched, and uh, it worked. Six weeks later, we had broken even, and, and uh, then now it was about expansion. That's where Dragon's Den come in, came in because, you know, I still wasn't at the level where I could properly invest and, and knock on the doors of a department store. And so, uh, you know, I knew there'd be some beautiful PR involved, but I needed investment. And, you know, I ended up finding my mentor, not just the investor and Brett Wilson on the show. And he's really challenged me in good ways and believed in me and, and didn't push me to have a fast exit strategy. He knew that we're in this for the long haul to make change in people's lives and honor a soldier's mission and make sure it was not in vain. And I think that's really beautiful that he recognizes it's not just about the ROI, you know, we always hear about the ROI, what's your return on investment? He and I believe in the ROL. What's your return on love? What are you doing to make the world a better place, a safer place, a kinder place, a more loving place, a more honorable place? And, and, and that's return on love. And so now we're changing the language out there in the business world. And that excites me too when we share that. When I want everyone listening to remember that when someone's challenging you and saying, what's your ROI and pushing just for the numbers to say, no, what's our ROL? What's our return on love? If you lead with the return on love, the return on investment will follow. I promise you, it can't fail you. There are certain guiding principles to it. Wow. I love that. I love that so much. So after after Dragon's Den, right, and, and, and you start to go out there, but one of the things, I have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast, you know, and, and I'm kind of stuck there too, is uh, a lot of times we feel like we can't afford to to find that person mm -hmm. or do that person, so therefore we need to do it ourselves. Talk, talk us mm -hmm. out of that mess a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You can't afford not to. I mean, I mean, I've taken perfumery courses over the years, but I didn't come into this with that knowledge. So you hire the perfumer. Uh, you know, you really have to. And, uh, you know, it's about deciding whether you want to stay in a place where you're surviving or do you want to move to a place where you're thriving? It's your decision. Uh, and, and, you know, you got to spend money to make money. It's about being smart with your money. I mean, what's really fascinating is there are ways you can barter, you can use cooperative methods, you can partner with other people when you need resources. You can find ways to find the kinds of talents you need that, you're, that are not in your scope. So, you know, in the very beginning, I did all the bookkeeping because we just simply did not have the budget. And then as the company grew, I was no longer able to do the kinds of things I'm better at, which is PR, communicating, sourcing, going to these countries. And that's where we kind of bit the bullet and said, you know, we're going to have to hire a bookkeeper. And we found someone that was reasonable who could work, you know, in between her other job. And, and so that works for us. And we still have her. We hired a big accounting firm to do the year end 
and, and those are the kinds of things that are really important. Uh, you know, but a lot of the stuff we still do. We still do a lot of things. We found a really cool company, though, uh, Anvil, that does uh, all the sourcing now, not just not of our farmers. We still do the farming sourcing. But in terms of bottles and caps and boxes and getting us the best deal, uh, we pay a very small monthly uh, stipend, and they go sourcing, and, and they've saved me to date in six months. They've saved me $60,000, $60,000, and it cost me 3000 Wow. So it's very crucial that you, you step back and examine your whole company, look at the pieces that, you know, am I wasting all my time looking for caps? Because that takes a long time. To find the right cap for the perfume bottle could, t- could run you weeks and weeks and weeks. I'm not kidding. And so if that's what's your bog, what is your bog? That was my bog. And when we found this sourcing company that does all that work for me, it changed everything and then saved us measurably $60,000. So, so now we're talking. Now we've got the power to, instead of buying 5,000 books, we bought 20,000 books. Why not? We've made so much savings in having a better supply chain and also having uh, 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 someone else go find the provider. I still stay very involved, but I would never have found that that uh, printer on my own, and also um, our bottle supplier, and uh, you know another cost prohibitive thing, sampling, something that we have to do in our industry. I couldn't do it. It would have cost me a quarter of a million dollars. I don't have that money. Oh, I don't have that money to to blow on that. That's for sure. Sure. And uh, right. So we the same company found us a provider that would do it for like thirty percent of the price. Uh, wow. And we were able to negotiate. Yeah, we were able to negotiate too with a, our partners, and we were able to make it happen. And 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 I think that's the thing. You can't just sort of say, "Oh, it's too expensive," and buy into the myths of something. There's always a solution. There's always a way to save money. There's always a way to get out of the bog and let someone else do something, so you can go and be great at what your gifts are. Again, I'm still not, obviously, I'm not averse to carrying boxes and helping out and doing everything that you do in the run of a day. We all wear many hats. We still will for a long time. So very often on social media, on Instagram, it's me or it's my son. It's really us. <laughs> and people will say, is that really you writing me back? Yes, really me? Of course it is. Um, because it's real. And that's not something I'm going to hand over. It's time consuming, but it's worth it. We meet so many lovely people on social media. We get to help people in beautiful ways. But yeah, I'm not handing that over. So there are certain things that are still very time consuming, but they're very important because they're real and they're personal and they're relationship building. So you have to evaluate. Now, if I was spending half my day looking for caps and sprayers, I couldn't have that beautiful conversation with someone on social media and help them out of some of their challenges. So you just have to go into your own company and evaluate, you know, what are my gifts? What did I set out to do? What am I really great at? And then what am I not, what's bogging me? And I'm not enjoying. And how can I look outside of the box and find somebody to help me with that and not break the bank and have almost immediate savings, right? And then now you thrive. You go from surviving to thriving. But I think there's energy in the story as well, right? So, I mean, having such a, a purpose-driven story of why, I think that that people are going to line up to want to help and, and get involved and is is that true or have you been finding that to be hard as well? No, yeah. Anyone that hears about us, as soon as they hear about us, they love our story. And then when they, and the other thing with social enterprise that's crucial is we make an excellent product. It's 
we doubled the fragrance oils. That's really, really expensive, but it's worth doing because it's a natural scent. So we don't have the harmful chemicals. We infuse it with organic sugarcane alcohol. That's very expensive. We should be charging a lot more for our product, but I don't because I believe all the whole process in the supply chain, we must be gracious and kind. I don't want the vegan girl giving up her lunch money to buy my rollerball. I want her to be able to afford it. So we, we are very sensitive, right? In every <laughs> step of the just... way, I could, fetch, I could fetch more. I could fetch more, but I refuse to because that's not right. We're not here to get rich. We're here to help people, right? And staying true to that mission of lifting people extends right out to the Sephora stores and making sure that every beauty adventurer that we train feels good about her life, gets my book and goes off and lives her or his dreams. And that's crucial to us. It never ends. It's always, it's always, it's the why. And that's really beautiful. And for that reason, we're, you know, the number one new selling clean at Sephora perfume, but we don't have the marketing budgets of the other people. We cannot afford the billboards. We cannot get out in front of everybody like everyone else can. And that's okay. Cause you know what? Those who hear about us love us and they support us. And we're good with that. We're really happy. And the more that the people tell others about us, it's all word of mouth. It's all word of mouth. That's how we do it. Uh, and, and it works because I'm not going to spend the money on really expensive billboards when I've got farmers to support. So that's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's I have true. Priorities, it's true to your brain. Right? Yeah. Right? Right. Like, it's just not what I'm going to do. And, and uh, you know, I still haven't drawn a salary in 10 years. Labor of love. I've wow. been living off my books. Yeah, but, and, and it's an interesting business model when you can create something like having a book or something else that is your product that you can live off of and allows you to really dream big and play and, and, and adventure and take risks because you're not counting on that money for your mortgage or your children's university. So I'm in a very interesting place with my self-published book, but it's a self-published book. It's not through a big publisher. And we've been living off my book for 12 years. Uh, that's that's really lovely, you know, to be able to share a message, empower others through the book, and then to be able to have the luxury of of this social enterprise and, and to really live my dreams. I get a frog in my throat when I think about it. I mean, it's it's been a long labor of love, and we consider the seven virtues to be one of our children. We love it deeply, and we just nurture it and take care of it and help it grow. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, and I think if you think of your company, because a corporation is an entity, it's a huge, it's almost like an individual, then really nurture your company like you would one of your children. Love it and, and just invest in it and nurture it and care for it and help it become the beautiful being that it needs to be to lift others. And that's, that's how I see it. That's how our whole family sees it. My children grew up around the seven virtues. Now my son works with me. You know, we started the book when uh, the, the perfume company when he was 14, and now he's been working with us since he graduated from high school, uh, and he's a huge and important member of our team. Uh, in fact, we didn't have a lot of resources. Uh, he's a natural photographer, and Sephora mentored him, and he uh, did a photo this week that got the most engagement in, in all of the posts from Sephora. Now, that's, that's actually oh, very wow. important when there's 18, 18 million followers up against brands with big studios big marketing teams where many, many people work on that one photo. And there's Victor with his light downstairs with his blackberries, taking his photos. He said he'd never eaten that many blackberries in his life because he had to get more blackberries <laughs> for photos. And, you know, that's our real life. And I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of that resourcefulness. And we weren't that good in the beginning with our social media, but we stayed the course. We didn't hand it over to other people. We said, no, this matters to us. And we are now, 
top of our game and that and then that's never good enough is it we must continue to stretch we must continue never rest in our laurels let's let's keep you know how better can we what else can we do that's the joy right that's the kicker you know what i love about you barbara is when you get on a roll like this was a while back but when you said you know i don't want a vegan girl to to trade in or, or save her lunch money for a roll on and you just yeah. blow right on by that it just rolls right off your tongue and you blow right on by that it cracks <laughs> me up we gotta take I a can. break right here we're gonna be right back with barb okay. stegman on the work-life balance are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes do you lack consistency in project delivery R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back to the Work-Life Balance this Friday afternoon, visiting with Barb Stegman. She's the uh, founder, CEO of uh, Seven Virtues perfumes. And uh, Barb, you and I got to meet, um, actually, I think it was the great Patty K. Henrath that uh, had nominated mm. you for the Transformational Leader Award through the John Maxwell team. And so That's we got right. the- That's uh, right. Love Patty. Yeah, we got the opportunity to, to do an interview there for that. And, and uh, you're so gracious. I mean, you, you, honestly, you, you had a half an hour conversation. You met with me the day that, that we were doing the awards and, and you've kept in touch. You're just, you're so sweet about that and, and make oh, people just feel so you're special. Adorable. <laughs> yeah, but Rick, you are adorable. You're easy to love. Oh, I appreciate you. But, um, but what was interesting is we, we got that special lunch with John, right? It was just John and the yeah. award winners, kind of the people handling, but it was really about your time with John and you really hit him mm-hmm. um, on corruption. <laughs> and, and I don't think he was yeah. ready for it. It was so cool to watch, but why don't, why don't you talk about, about some of your feelings around the, the corruption and, and kind of what you were, because he was asking, you know, what can I do for you? And I think you asked him to step up and start right. fighting corruption with you, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, hey guys, hey guys, so Barb, you know, what is it really that you really, you know, drives you, fuels you? And I said, well, John, you know, we really have to end world corruption, and and that's my mission. I'm I'm obsessed with it. And I said, "Are you with me, John?" Yeah, that's <laughs> he, right. And he was like, 
what? And he goes, oh, I'm with you. And he said, we have to continue this conversation and call the dinner. And you could just see his whole team was like, um, we got to do some research. Oh, uh, everybody now, scrambled, suddenly... yeah. Yeah, we're having dinner tonight. All, all of a sudden, yeah, eight people start yeah. running out of the room. Yeah. You know, well, I got to sit beside him during that dinner, and I'll tell you, I'd love to be able to tell him what happened this week with um, what we're doing in Haiti now. I, I, it's actually coming true. It's happening less than a year later. And that mission, that vision, once we articulate and state what we wish, it starts to happen and manifest itself, you know? Well, I promise you this. If you give me the message, I'll pass that on to Mark Cole. And I, I think it'd be, yeah, it'd be interesting to kind of keep that I'll send that you an email, going. Rick. Yeah. I'll send you an email uh, uh, just for the update so he can know it's, it's, it's firmly implanted. And, it, and he reignited me with that support and that faith uh, uh, because not everyone really understands what I mean. And he got it. He got it so much that he said, let's go. We're going to continue this conversation. And we did. And here we are less than a year later making it happen. Yeah. And John, John's been, you know, a big proponent of saying we can't wait for the government to make change. Like if we're going to make change, we got to right. do it. We got to change it in our own community. That's we got to change it out there. But talk a little bit about just your feelings of what's happening out there. Uh, out in the world, you mean? In terms yeah, of the corruption or... that you've seen. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just very sad. You know, I was in Haiti after Hurricane Matthew. I was teaching women marketing, um, very small startups. Uh, it helps me just it just feels so good when you can volunteer and help people and realize your problems really aren't that big. Let's, let's go lift others. And, and, uh, while I was there, uh, friends of mine gathered from an NGO afterwards after a long day and they were kind of sad and they were sharing how it breaks my heart. This entire boatload of aid after the hurricane had, you know, wiped out everything. There was nothing left, not a mango stick standing. And this entire boatload of aid, Norwegian boatload of aid from all the charitable, the dinners had raised, tons of money for for um, water and food and supplies and clothing and all the things desperately needed by these good people. And the boat came in, uh, the salvation, they could see it. And as, as it pulled into the south, into the port, the official was so corrupt, they asked for a bribe so big, the boat didn't have the money and had to turn the boat away. Turned all that aid away. And that's when I got angry. That's when wow. I said, enough is enough. This will not happen and became quite obsessed with ending corruption and talking about it. And I talk about it to everyone, as you can see, whether it's John Maxwell, whether it's uh, at the, with President Clinton and, and Secretary Clinton and, and Magalie Dress from Haiti and all my panel there in Puerto Rico this week. I just keep talking about it. And the more we talk about it, the more you find others that believe in that with you and say, you know, we can't as citizens expect our military to do all the heavy lifting. Where are we to get down to the root of it and really liberate countries from this kind of corruption so they can become self-sufficient, take care of their own? You know, one of the hardest things to think about is that in Haiti, there are so many orphans, so many children abandoned. There are children in the streets. A friend of mine's a journalist. He was there reporting. He told me about this. I didn't see it at night because obviously it's not safe to go out. But he shared this with me. There are children, small children, that have been attacked, abandoned, uh, are violated nightly. And they literally walk around with knives like animal savages, terrified every night. And that is not acceptable. And to think that a government actually takes all that aid money and doesn't help those children, none of us can sit by passively. So the root of it is to empower good people to win, honor their country, and serve it. And we have to support that. 
and 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 I'll tell you, we met some folks from uh, international uh, development banks, and they were giving up. They were pulling out. No, 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 no. We never give up. We never give up. So, as 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 frustrating as it was to hear people were pulling up and giving up, to then see this bright light, this beacon, this woman who wants to serve her country. You know, Oprah asked her to serve, President Clinton asked her, and I'm kind of honored that she said yes when I asked her, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're more persuasive than either of those two, so that's well, just... You know, my my husband took a photo of us the moment we met, and you could just see something very magical and almost um, like a light over her uh, and I, and it was, uh, you could not help but feel that God was in the room, and uh, I will never forget that moment. And uh, I'm very excited and I'm just completely reignited about taking this on when you meet other people. We actually pitched to have a panel on corruption at the next uh, CGI conference and gather some of the top leaders on it and really start talking about it and end it. Well, and I think it does start at least with awareness and discussion. I think everybody turns a blind eye because it may not be their backyard. Um, but, well, uh, and it's, it's also, yeah, it, it's also daunting. So a lot of people think they gloss over because they think it's too big, but I use cathedral thinking and cathedral thinking is very important. Um, you know, when an architect of a cathedral designed his cathedral, he knew he would never see the, the steeples of this glorious building touch the heavens where people take refuge because it takes 400 to 700 years to build a cathedral, but he knew it was worth doing. And so he drafted his plans, he communicated his vision, and others believed in the vision. And four to seven hundred years later, depending on the, the gorgeous cathedral, there's the magic, and we get to benefit from that. So when we apply cathedral thinking to something like corruption, I know I will never see the end of it in my lifetime, but I'm very proud to be a part of the foundation. And, and, I, and I, I believe that if we communicate it enough through cathedral thinking, we will see an end to it, and we will uh, erase it from the earth and, and, and hear the cries of our brothers and sisters and ensure that they don't go unheard. And one of the greatest vehicles to do that is social enterprise and business. Uh, and it gives me a lot of room to do things that go beyond my bottom line. So when I'm at a panel like that, I'm not earning money. There's no income. It's uh, I'm not selling books. It, it, uh, the clock's not ticking, but I'm doing my return on love, my journey, my life. And it all fits in. It all works out. Uh, And I think the greater you take on a cause and the greater you take on your service, the stronger your business becomes. So I've never heard the cathedral thinking before. That's, that's beautiful. And, uh, you know, John says, Oh yeah. John says he'd rather die uh, trying something that's way larger than him than to live without trying. And that's always been something that's kind of uh, stuck with me, but the cathedral thinking uh, made that so visual for me. That's such a beautiful reference. Right. It's all about finding the right words so we can help one another let go of the myths that we've been taught and really see the truth and the light. And it's all through finding the right word. Uh, and once we find those beautiful words, whether it's return on love, not just return on investment, cathedral thinking, finding these beautiful terms and sharing them with one another, I think is the most glorious gift because now we can articulate it. I, I couldn't agree right, more. Right? So we're going to take our yeah. final break right here. We're going to have a final segment uh, with Barb Stegman. Uh, you're listening to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. 
Voice America Business Network. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back for our final segment of the Work-Life Balance, and I don't want it to be our last segment, so we may just go on for hours and hours more. We, we threatened <laughs> this before, Barb, that you and I were just going to kick off our own show and just just talk, just wrap. I but, know. Uh, but, uh, Barb, how do people uh, find you? And, and, of course, when is QBC kicking off? Yeah, well, they find us on the, the website. is the, T-H-E, and it's the digit seven, so you don't spell it out, virtue. So the7virtues.com uh, is our website. Uh, our documentary is perfumewar.com. Uh, uh, it's a beautiful story. It won uh, Best Humanitarian Film at the Sedona Film Fest. Uh, it was played to audiences all across the USA and Canada. And Rick, I can send you the link uh, if you want to give your, your listeners the free movie instead of having to pay for it on iTunes. I'm happy to do that. I can send that to you right after uh, yeah, I would love it. we get off the phone. Yeah, and uh, really it's no longer my story and Captain Green's story. It becomes your story. How do you push through to get to your excellence? Because life isn't always going to go to plan. And how do we find the beauty in our suffering? And I feel that it's a beautiful story. And it, and it empowers people to continue the conversation. So someone listening could say, you know, that really intrigued me. I'd like to I'd like to share that with some friends and family. Let's have a movie night and watch it and have a discussion. Just have some Kleenex. Uh, but it also gives you hope at the end. So that's, that's something else I'd like to share with you. So I'll get that link over to you. And uh, QVC begins in April, which is just thrilling. Um, I'm very excited because of the it, – it's very you know tv oriented we can use the visuals and share our farmers and and really have a platform to tell our story uh uh so so i'm just honored that they reached out to us and uh yeah it's just all going just beautifully we're very very blessed that's fantastic i'm excited to see uh the results from that for sure uh what's some of the best advice you've ever received yeah, you know, a mentor of mine told me years ago, and it seemed so negative at the time, but I get it now, was to not be at the whim of other people's agendas. And uh, I, I didn't really think that people would have other agendas for me, but no, he's right. Other people will have agendas, it's their agenda. But if you don't have a mission statement for your life and where you're taking your life, you will be at the whim of others. 
So it's very crucial to have a personal mission statement. Where are you taking your life? And it will guide you and it goes on autopilot. Uh, and, you know, my mission statement is to obtain the wisdom of Solomon by the time I'm 96. I'm going to make mistakes. That's okay. But I follow the smart people. I ask good questions. I'm kind to myself. And, 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 and it's really led me to so many beautiful mentors because I want that wisdom of Solomon. You don't have to be the smartest person. You don't have to be the richest person. I was raised in poverty. But if you know where you're going, you'll get there. And if you know where you're going, no one can knock you off it. So this notion of not being at the whim of other people's agendas. Now, in my more mature years, it makes sense. I get it. And it was one of the best things I was told in my young years. Even though I didn't understand it at the time, I have since incorporated and digested it. So, yeah, yeah I hope that's, that helps that's, others. Yeah, it's pretty layered. It's pretty deep because it could be just, you know, don't don't get interrupted off your mission, but then also don't allow people to... I, I know so many people that... Uh, will lose a whole day because somebody said something offhanded to them. They're thinking of a reaction or what have you. And that person's not even thinking about the reaction any further, right? That they, person they, doesn't care. Giving it an, yeah, they yeah. care less. But it's like ruined their whole day, stressed them out. And, yeah. Uh, I think that's beautiful. And they've handed over their power. They handed over their power and their dignity. Right. For, no, for, don't hand that over. No one takes that from you, but you've got to own it. If you know where you're going, no one will take it from you. But you obviously, a person who does that doesn't know where they're going. Uh, so the true. next time someone tells you, I call it victim chic. Someone's whining and moaning, poor me, this person said this about me, 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 me. Say, you obviously have no mission statement for your life because you're letting that person take your dignity and power from you. Wow. Go away and reflect. Go you know, away. Firm, Be there, done that. Go away and reflect. <laughs> go away and reflect. And go have a purpose for your life. You know, God gave you gifts to put you on this earth, not to waste your time. Wow. Yeah, you so, get tough uh, love, but... Hey, know. somebody's got to do it. And, and if, do if it. nobody, it's going to be Barb. We, we've already seen that. That's right. You tell them to call me. <laughs> <laughs> probably be a little scared. <laughs> no, Rick, I'm not calling her, man. <laughs> Any final words for the audience? Oh, just, you know, watch our movie. Uh, uh, you know, protect your joy. Stay curious. And, and know that you have the answers. Trust your instincts. Have faith. Uh, you were born with answers, and, and you're never alone, right? Just keep having faith in your service on this earth, and, and you'll get there, and it'll be all right. And Just try to find the beauty in the suffering, because the suffering will come, and uh, find the reason and the lesson, and there will be beautiful gifts. Wow, and that's coming from, from somebody who's overcome a tremendous amount so far. But I'm so interested far, to see... I'm sure there's going to be... Yeah, go ahead, Tony. I was just saying, I'm hoping what we've heard so far is the easy stuff. Like, I can't wait to see what, what's in the future for Barb. Oh, I'm excited, too. And there's going to be challenges. You know, uh, there's going to be roadblocks. There's going to be people that don't like my ideas. That's okay. That's all right. Sometimes you're ahead of your time. That's all right. I'm very okay with it because I feel blessed that I'm even on this journey. And I get to be here. I have all these wonderful resources now to go and be changed. And I have a voice. So as long as I have a voice, as long as I can walk, as long as I can breathe, there is a gift in all the suffering and suffering is going to come. That's okay. We'll find beauty in it. And it's so matter of fact. That's what I love about you. It's just, meh, it's fine. And that's, that's well, the whole that I think so many people look for. Well, that's it. I mean, it's Stoic philosophy, right? I mean, I wrote a book on it. It's based on Plato and Socrates and Churchill and all the boys use that going through war and strife. Um, I think we should teach it again. I think the humanities need to be taught. 
Uh, I don't think there's enough people learning this in school, how to protect your joy, those things. We need to really bring that back. Uh, and uh, it's the, the foundation of any philosophical life, life with philosophical direction. And it's there for all of us. And it's, it's free. <laughs> These philosophers, they labored hard for this wisdom. And it's all there for us to read. Go to your library and read it. You can go online on Kindle. It's free. Cost nothing. What I love is, you know, we've heard this quote before that your character is your destiny. And I love that it costs nothing to build your character. And that's where all this comes into play. Just keep building your character and integrity. And it costs nothing, but it will lead you fully to your destiny. Well, Barb, we can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for blessing us with the show and, and coming on and visiting a, for a whole hour with us. That I don't know when oh. you've had a whole hour to do anything else uh, recently. So, well, no, this was this was really nice. I, I love talking to you, Rick. I, I miss you. I want to hang out with you some more. So we should arrange that. But uh, now I'm going to go make candles. That's my sort of relaxing Friday evening thing. I'm very excited. I hope everybody has hobbies out there and gets away from their work and you know just does something to let loose and have fun and then i just go give candles to people it's my favorite thing there you go this is this is the last thing i do every week is this radio show shut the laptop time to go have a beer and Aww. chill and relax and right so it's 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 a nice blessing to have this show it's, i'm going on what four years now so wow congratulations well i hope everyone out there listening if they don't have a tradition on friday or a ritual to go find one and and take that special time to go and 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 just uh you know self-care and we hope that includes the work-life balance as well. So next week we've got uh, right. <laughs> we've got Anthony Donovan coming in. Now, Anthony's a character. He's he's a uh, a fan. Of, uh, I met him through the Mickey Mouse Club uh, experiences, nice. and he's got so much depth. He's such a funny guy, comedy writer. He's you know been on TV, does a lot of great stuff. Uh, and so I invited him onto the show. He's going to be a fantastic show. So we'll have Anthony on next week. Uh, the week after that, uh, we'll see what happens. I may do a replay, but uh, I'll be uh, doing an internship prep day at my high school uh, as I like to get back to the seniors oh. of the high school. So uh, that's what we'll be doing on the uh, 13th. But otherwise, uh, keep listening to Voice America and other great shows coming on right after us. And we'll talk to you guys next Friday right here on the Work-Life Balance. Thank you for joining us this week. The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now that the weekend is here, it's time to rethink your priorities and enjoy it. We'll see you on our next show. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? 
In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today.